Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible, and our reading today comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Should I forgive as many as seven times? Jesus said, no, not just seven times, but rather as many as 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, they brought to him a servant who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. Because the servant didn't have enough to pay it back, the master ordered that he should be sold, along with his wife and children and everything he had, and that the proceeds should be used as payment. But the servant fell down, kneeled before him, and said, Please be patient with me, and I'll pay you back. The master had compassion on that servant, released him, and forgave the loan. When the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 coins. He grabbed him around the throat and said, Pay me back what you owe me. Then his fellow servant fell down and begged him, Be patient with me and I'll pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he threw him into prison until he paid back his debt. When his fellow servants saw what happened, they were deeply offended. They came and told their master all that happened. His master called the first servant and said, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you appealed to me. Shouldn't you also have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? His master was furious and handed him over to the guard responsible for punishing prisoners until he had paid the whole debt. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's parable teaches us something about how to forgive. And before the parable, we get a bit of conversation. Jesus has been talking with the disciples, and they've been discussing different things, and Peter comes up with a question. How many times should I forgive someone that sins against me? Now, Peter could have just left it at that. It's a good enough question. But knowing that he has to forgive at least some, he decides to give a number. Peter picks seven times, which is rather generous on Peter's part. Often the standard was three, that three times was enough. And this is somewhat based on the prophet Amos, the phrasing that on the fourth instance, God turns away. Some rabbis took that to mean, forgive up to three times, and then the fourth line is the line of no return. So Peter decides to pick seven. Seven is the number of perfection. Seven days in the week, seven days of creation. Should I forgive seven times? As many as seven times? If everyone else is thinking three, Peter saying seven is really being generous. He is thinking, I know I have to forgive more than most people. But Jesus has something different in mind. 
The answer that Christ gives is not just seven times, but as many as 77 times. This can also be read as seven times, 70 times. Now, one thing we have to take into account is that this is not saying you need to get a ledger and start making tally marks. And once you reach 77, it's time to stop. With a number like that, it's really saying go beyond keeping track. Go beyond numbering how many times you've forgiven and simply forgive. And that's big. And it's big because forgiveness is hard. It's easy to slide from being forgiving to wanting revenge. But here we have Jesus saying you forgive because that's all you can do and it's all you should do. So Jesus tells a kingdom parable. And in this parable we have a king, the master of the house, who is looking to settle accounts with his servants. The servant that comes first owes a lot. So much that it's kind of hard to explain how much it is. Today's translation uses 10,000 bags of gold, which rightly shows the proportion. Other translations refer to this as 10,000 talents. Now, if we stop to work this out just so that we're clear, just so we know how immense a number this is, a talent is about 6,000 denarii. Now, if remember last week we talked about giving a denarian for a day's wages. So one talent is about 6,000 days' wages. So we can start to get a feeling for how big 10,000 talents would be. A talent could also be thought of as a certain measure of gold, so the modern translation of 10,000 bags of gold is fitting and I think gives a clear enough picture. The image is the same. This servant owes an incredibly massive debt. Of course, the servant didn't have enough to pay it back, so it's ordered that the servant, all his possessions, his wife, his children, all of it sold so that it can go towards paying what's owed. But then the servant falls down before the king and begs, Be patient and I will pay you back. Of course, it's hard to imagine how that's going to happen. The master, the king, decides to have compassion, though. He releases him, forgives the massive debt. And just picture that for a moment. He owes multiple lifetimes worth of debt, and it's forgiven. Amazing, right? It's huge. We could stop there. That's an amazing forgiveness. But our parable doesn't end there. Because there's something more that we need to learn about forgiveness. That same servant goes out and he finds one of his fellow servants. This servant owes him a hundred coins, one hundred denarian, one hundred days wages. And he demands his money. Time to pay up. So then we get a scene that lo and behold is familiar. The fellow servant falls down before him and begs, be patient and I will pay you back. But this time, 
There is no forgiveness. He refuses. He has him thrown into prison until he can pay off the debt. Now this doesn't go unnoticed. The other servants see what happens and they're bothered. So they go and tell the king, their master. And the king calls the servant back to him. You appealed to me and I forgave you. Why couldn't you have mercy the way I had mercy? You had just been forgiven for so much more. Why couldn't you forgive? Furious, he hands him over to the guards until the whole debt is paid. And Jesus ends it with this statement. My heavenly father will also do the same to you if you don't forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This gives us some thoughts on forgiveness. One of those thoughts is that when we see the servant who owes so much to the king beg for more time to make good on his promises, he's forgiven. His debt is wiped clean. But he doesn't take it to heart and learn the lesson from that forgiveness. And that was the main takeaway that I had from our reading today. I was first reminded of the way that Christ teaches us to pray. And we say it in different ways. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us how we do you wrong as we forgive those who do us wrong. But no matter how we put it, the concept remains the same as our parable for today. The forgiveness that we give is the forgiveness that we receive. That when we are called to account, part of that's going to be in how much were you willing to let go. Thing is, we are in a position where we know we are forgiven already. We aren't waiting to be called to account to know we're forgiven because we know that Christ died for our sins. Christ died that we could know we are forgiven. That God's love extends to each of us to forgive us. Even if we feel we owe more than a lifetime's worth of debt to God, God forgives. But part of that is that God expects us to forgive. And why shouldn't we? Because the other thing that we know is that if God is forgiving us, God is forgiving others. And if God has forgiven others, who are we to speak against God's forgiveness? Who are we to argue that God is wrong to forgive? Not one time, not three times, not seven times, but forgiveness beyond measure. That if God is willing to forgive so much, shouldn't we be able to forgive the wrongs done to us? Another thought on forgiveness is that we are called to forgive for forgiveness' sake alone. Yes, we always seek repentance, and we always encourage others to repent. We should always repent ourselves, to turn from the things that we are doing wrong and make amends for the wrongs we have done so that we may do right. But the thing about forgiveness is that for us, it's a sign of our compassion. It's a sign of our love. 
of the grace that we receive through Christ. That Christ's grace has been extended to us so we may extend that grace. In the same way that God's generosity extends to us so that we can be generous, God's grace extends to us so that we can forgive. Because there's something to be said for being able to forgive. It lightens our load, it unburdens our hearts when we let go. What good does it do us to hold on to resentment and anger if all it does is push us farther from Christ? What good is it to want to keep track of how we've been wronged when God just wants us to know that we are forgiven? The Master in our parable today forgives an enormous debt, massive in scale. And yet the servant goes off after a debt that's just a tiny fraction of that. Out of greed, out of anger, not taking that compassion and turning it as an inward feeling and saying, I have been forgiven, so I know I can forgive. Instead saying, I've been forgiven, so now I'm free to go and get what's mine. Because if we can't forgive others, it's saying that we don't expect God to forgive us. If we can't forgive others, then it means that we condemn ourselves by our own hands, by our own words, by our own actions. We are proclaiming that we don't want to be forgiven because we want to hang on to other people's wrongs and expect our wrongs to be held on to as well. I've got to tell you, that's not the life I want to live. So here's the deal. What does this parable tell me? Jesus, to me, is saying, look, God will forgive you for more than you could ever understand, comprehend, or pay back. And what is asked in return is to let go of those things that are done by others. Because even in the grand scheme of things, there's so little we can do compared to the big picture that God is willing to forgive us for a lifetime of wrongs and expects us to be able to let go of clinging to the wrongs of others. Is that really so much to ask? We recognize our own forgiveness by forgiving. That we recognize God's love by loving. That we recognize God's grace by extending grace. And then not only are we showing our own compassion, but as disciples of Christ, we are showing Christ to others. Because then, when we are extending forgiveness, we are not only extending ours, but we are extending the forgiveness that God has given us and extending it to others and bearing witness to Christ's love and sacrifice to them. And we open the door. And we say, I can forgive you just as Christ has forgiven me. And I know that Christ forgives you too. The anger and resentment and stubbornness may fall from our hands so that together we may embrace a life of forgiveness in Christ.
Amen.